0: Jumpstart your savings with Commonwealth Central Credit Union. We'll even help you get started by giving you $200 when you open our high-yield GTKY savings account. Whether you want to build emergency savings, save for a big purchase, or put money aside for a special event, we're here to help you reach your financial goals. Jumpstart your savings with $200 from Commonwealth. Visit wealthcu.org and enter promo code JUMPSTART. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Visit website for complete details
2: make your home that much merrier with brand new custom window treatments from blinds.com right now you can save up to 40 percent off everything with blinds.com shopping online for custom window coverings doesn't mean you have to sacrifice style or service from blinds drapes and shutters to convenient motorized shades the toy you'll use all year long blinds.com makes upgrading your whole home easy and affordable And Blinds.com's design experts are always here for live consultations to help you make the right choice for your space. Need help with measuring and installing? We have you covered there, too. Shipping is always free, and everything's backed by Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments with over 40,000 five-star reviews. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to forty percent site wide. Hurry to Blinds.com for up to forty percent off everything. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're
1: listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rizzuto.
3: Alright, let's let's move on to wide receivers. Let's do it. I got uh Devonta Adams at number one this week against the Chargers. Um mm. Fifty and a half and a half projected total this week for this game. The Chargers have given up the ninth most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year. So I think Adams is in for a good day.
4: Uh, I think so. Absolutely. I think this one screams like, you know, fantasy points again. And the Chargers were in a high fantasy point outing last week against the Cardinals. And this is just another matchup for the Chargers. It's going to have a lot of fantasy points. Devontae Adams, as of late, has been on an absolute tear. And even though the point total, you know, this past week wasn't tremendous, like it was a, few weeks before that but he's gone in the last in through weeks nine to twelve he has 17 targets 14 targets 13 targets 11 targets like that's just ridiculous like yeah. he's on an absolute tear right now so just keep buying into that target share, you know, coming his way he's Derek Carr's finally dialing in on him he was a little bit iffy on and off to open the season but now he's on a you know hot streak and Devonte Adams he has a chance to be the wide receiver one every single week
3: uh, we got Stephon Diggs at number two against New England. Not a matchup you need to worry about. You know, we've seen number one wide receivers do their thing against New England this year. Justin Jefferson last week absolutely killed it. Um, so n- nothing really to worry about there, especially on that left side where they're extremely vulnerable. But either way, I think Stefan Diggs is going to be able to do his thing. Josh Allen, assuming he's getting a little healthier as well. So, yeah. I, you know, I think I think he, I, I don't think Stefan Diggs is going to have any problems uh, this week against New England.
4: No, you can't bet against any of these top guys, regardless of the matchup. You know, these it, it doesn't change much. You know their matchup with these guys; it just might hamper their upside a little bit. It, it
3: just like it just feels like I'm shuffling these like top five guys like every yeah. single week based on the matchup, pretty much.
4: Yeah, that, that that's pretty much it. And like I said, with Stefan Diggs, with any of these guys, the matchup isn't going to be a humongous indicator, but you, we have to find something to split these guys up. You know, so exactly. that might be that might be yeah. the reason that we have him down below Devontae Adams. Because Devontae Adams is an imperfect matchup. Stefan Diggs, he's a good, very good receiver, but the matchup is just a little bit worse.
3: Tyree Kill at three against San Francisco, you know, relatively tough matchup, but with him running so many routes from the slot, there's still a chance that he pops. Um yeah. the 49ers haven't been good defending the slot this year. Um and then I got Justin Jefferson at 4 against the Jets. I'm getting my popcorn ready for this one against Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Yeah. Uh and you know these corners are going to be ready for this matchup. So, you know, overall, it's been a tough matchup for perimeter wide receivers, but and that's why Jefferson is all the way down at number 4.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <For this year. laughs> that he does draw a really tough matchup because regardless if he's going against Sauce Gardner or DJ Reed, you know, he's going to be having you have to fight for the yards and you know, catches yeah. all day. And Justin Jefferson can obviously do that. But it's not a very good match. Yeah, if
3: I had to bet on anybody, it would be Justin Jefferson. Yeah, so be right.
4: Def- beat this coverage. Right, 100%. But, you know, don't text Faraz after 1 o'clock. You know, he's going to be watching a game. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. <got> his <laughs> uh, he said, I'm going to be watching a game too, closely, because that, that's excited. a big one. Um, I'm excited to see how he does. Uh, Justin Jefferson against the corners because, yeah, you know, the, the really young corners, you know, in, in New York, and they could really be nice cornerstones for this defense. I hope so. Uh, Amara
3: St. Brown. I'm tempted to put him over Jefferson, <laughs> Jefferson yeah. this week, but I, I can't get myself to do it. Um, you know, but this matchup is another high-scoring game, and the Jaguars have given given up the third most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last game, eight games. And Amara yeah. has run a majority of his routes from the slot this year. He's been running a little bit more outside too, um, and there are some vulnerabilities, you know, on the outside against the Jaguars as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I love Amara this week, and you know him too you know he's been killing it over the last couple of weeks you know you, you know um, there's been a lot of tweets out especially um from Ian Hardest talking about his target totals when he's when there's no injury that's concerning him right now mm-hmm. and i'm just going to find it real quick um yeah. his receptions in the last 14 games not impacted by injury 10 8 8 9 8 8 8 9 6 7 4 10 7 9 so like when he's yeah. not injured, the dude is just getting targets. And um, in the past couple of weeks, he's been getting it done.
4: Yeah, not catches. just targets. It's oh, yeah, not... I'm sorry, the catches. catches. Yeah, the it's target. it's not just targets. It's not like he's getting fed 12 targets and catching five or six of them. You know, he's catching a majority of his targets. I don't know what that catch rate is because I don't know the exact Absolutely totals. Ridiculous. But it's just super high. And I guess I think you could argue that Amon Ross St. Brown is a safer wide receiver this week than Justin Jefferson. Yeah, um, I would say so. And I think it could warrant him being at four over justin jefferson moving him down at five but we know what type of receiver justin jefferson is yeah and that's where you have to you know make the distinction i think justin jefferson's upside is higher just because of the offense that he's in but i'm on i'm on st brown he's gonna be a really nice fantasy wide receiver for you every single week and we've seen that and he's going to continue to be that way just as long as he stays healthy and this is a really good matchup against jacksonville you know trevor lawrence has come on the offense has looked a lot better you know for the jaguars so I, i think that it's going to be a really big game, high-scoring game. One that's kind of flying under the radar because there are a lot of good matchups this week.
3: Yeah. You know, Jamar Chase, he should be back. I have him at six. I think they've been holding him back a little bit until he's 100%. You know, yeah. so I'd expect him to bring it this week in a great matchup and a high-scoring game against Kansas City. Um, and then you have CeeDee Lamb at seven, A.J. Brown at eight, T. Higgins at nine, um, I really want to target these guys in this Chiefs Bengals game. That's why I still yeah. have T Higgins in the top ten. Yeah. Um, and then I moved Chris Godwin up to ten, double digit targets in six of his last eight games. Um, and the touchdowns, you know, finally came over the last two weeks. Him mm-hmm. and Brady are just not him and uh Brady are in sync right now, and Mike Evans and Brady are not in sync no. right now.
4: Yeah, it's gone very cold for Mike Evans and things have really heated up for Chris Godwin. But I, okay, I just contradicted myself because, you know, I want to say things have really heated up. I guess in terms of production, they've really heated up for Chris Goblin. But we've seen this usage since week six. Yeah. 12, 13, 11, 10, 8, 13 targets in his last six games. Like, that's just ridiculous. Seven games, sorry. That's just ridiculous. You know, he's getting targeted regardless of the matchup and regardless of the game script. They've been in games. They've been out of games. And it's just a Chris Goblin show at this point. Mike Evans, he's being phased out. I don't know why. You can't really explain it. But right now, the hot hand... Is you know extremely hot, like it's on fire right now with Chris Godwin, so you can't avoid that, you can't ignore it either. I think that him being in the top 10 is a no brainer, especially against New Orleans. I mean, I know they've struggled recently, but this is a different team than Tom Brady's face the past few years where he struggled. I got Jalen
3: Waddle at 11. Um, you know, I moved him down a bit because of the tough matchup against San Francisco, but Christian Kirk, man, I love, love, love his matchup this week against Detroit. Maybe I need to move him up. Overwaddle. I'll think yep, about it.
4: Maybe. But uh, he had a tough
3: matchup last week. He yeah. didn't come through. You know, but this week, he goes up against Detroit, who has been given up the fifth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. They over under is at 51 and a half. Christian Kirk has to be in lineups this week.
4: Yeah, absolutely 100 percent I was tempted to say, like just right off the bat, move him up over Jalen just because of the matchup. But the thing is, you know, Christian Kirk, he's been on and off this season. And we know Zay Jones is liable to have the Zay Jones game every few weeks. Obviously that was last week. I don't know if that's going to continue um, moving forward as if it's going to be this week, but this is a really good matchup. You can't ignore it. You know, the Lions defense has not been good. And um, even though they've been much more competitive in games recently, and they brought the bills to the wire, you know, it's still like the team that's going to have trouble stopping opposing offenses. And this offense suddenly has weapons, you know, especially if Travis Etienne plays that can allow more balance and Christian Kirk can get some higher quality targets than just, you know, chucking it up in the air. But I think Christian Kirk should be a wide receiver one. I'm tempted to put the guy we have beneath them above him just because I'm an Amari Cooper guy. But with Deshaun Watson, you know, I'm not sure I would do that. We'll see. I'd like to see them play together. Because Jacoby Brissett hey, was doing just one. I was
3: going to say, like, I have, I have Amari Cooper at 13 against Houston. You know, we'll see how he does with Deshaun Watson. But there's no guarantees here, right? Like, I feel like this right. ranking might be a little bit too aggressive, you know, given what we don't know. And, you know, what? the
4: fact that we don't know what to expect between him and Watson. It's true. So the other, yeah, okay, now you're persuading me against it. But (laughs) because now I'm also thinking, like I said, we talked all week and we talked especially yesterday about the Browns potentially leaning on the run game a lot heavier because they don't need to, you know, put Deshaun Watson in and ask him to do too much full throttle coming off, you know, a two-year hiatus almost. That's essentially what it is. So maybe that's more run-centric, you know. I think Amari Cooper can get it done anyway, but I'm you're right now. I'm questioning his ceiling because you have that the fact that they're going to lean on the run game, and we don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to look like. It might be a little high. I think it's easy to bet on the talent because we know Amari Cooper is a good receiver, but and he's done very well with Jacoby Brissett. But there's a lot of more question marks that need to be you know answered before we can I think rank him that high. So maybe maybe we bump him down a little bit.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Keenan Allen's matchup, right? I have him at fourteen. Yep against the, the Raiders. Like, as we talked about it, all year long, the Raiders have been absolutely terrible against slot wide receivers. That's where Keenan Allen runs most of his routes from. Yeah. And then DK Metcalf at 15. Todd Lockett at 16. I'm always going to pair these two like right next to each other. <laughs> That's This is exactly where they
4: were in the rankings last week. I didn't have to touch them. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly
3: how we have. I love it. Uh, Garrett Wilson at 17. You know, I love him this week against Minnesota. <laughs> you know, with, with Mike White. You know, I think he can have a big day. I have Christian Watson right after him at 18. You know, do I love Wilson's matchup too much? Like, should we move Watson ahead of Wilson? No. Against Chicago?
4: Nope. No, I think Garrett Wilson deserves to be at 17 over Watson at 18. I'd argue maybe Garrett Wilson could be put over Tyler Lockett. Um, okay. Because the Rams defense, I'm, Aaron Donald, he might not play this week. He's not playing. He might have been ruled out. But, yeah.
3: There so you ruled him out.
4: That's a big blow, but it's still a division game for them. I, I think that it'll be close enough that Seahawks have kind of cooled down a little bit on offense recently outside of you know last week. But um, I think that Garrett Wilson should be you know, ranked pretty high this week because we see that Mike White obviously knows how to get the ball to his playmaker. And that's Garrett Wilson. And he's looked good you know, in the games that he's been able to benefit from non-subpar QB play. So, and the matchup, like you said, is fantastic. The Vikings pass yeah. defense is just horrific. Uh, I think that Garrett Wilson is in for a big day.
3: I think so, too. I mean, I think he has more upside than Tyler Lockett, but Lockett's on a roll right now, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he scored a touchdown in four straight games. Like, it's just like, if I have Lockett, I, I really would have a hard time benching him for Garrett Wilson just because he's been getting it done for me, you know? Yeah, No, I, um, I think that
4: makes sense. But if you yeah. want to play upside, play the upside game, you know, if you need to punch into a playoff, punch your ticket, um, Tyler Lockett, he's been middle of the pack, but that's been reliable for you. Garrett Wilson, though, I think has a really good upside. Yeah, I feel like we haven't ranked really high. Would you be disappointed if he had a game quieter than like five catches for seventy yards? Yeah, i would be disappointed.
3: Yeah, yeah, I okay. would be for sure. If I'm ranking him here,
4: well, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like in general, like five catches for seventy yards isn't bad. Maybe if he had, if five catches seventy yards of touchdowns, that's still a disappointment or no? No. Okay, so five, is- five
3: for seventy a touchdown. I'm happy. All I'm right. happy. I yeah. think he could because that's pretty do that. much what you're expecting from Ty Lockett. Yeah. Like five for sixty and a touchdown, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, then I got Terry McLaurin at nineteen, uh, Brandon Ayuk at twenty. Solid matchups for for both of these guys, you know, on that left side where where McLaurin runs most of his routes from. He's been, uh, you know, that's where the Giants' vulnerability is. Uh, I'm still okay starting him. He hasn't necessarily got it done over the last couple weeks, but we know he's still getting targeted. I'm cool starting him. Brandon Ayuk. You know, Debo's a little bit banged up right now. So, I think, you know, IU can potentially get it done. And th- in this game, we have no idea how this game is going to go. High scoring, low scoring. You know, what's going to happen uh, yeah. this week, you know, with Miami. Um, but if it's a game where Miami can put up points, then, you know, Jimmy grapple is going to have to throw it a little bit. And I think IU has a plus matchup this week.
4: Yeah, I think it's a good matchup. Because if the Dolphins offense does any type of scoring against this defense, you know, um, they're obviously going to have to have Brandon and IU contributing in the passing game. Debo Samuel... Oddly enough, he's been super quiet, and that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, you said he's maybe a little banged up. I thought he was back, you know, from injury. He was back pretty well, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Jimmy Garoppolo also seems to just be looking for Brandon Ayuk more often. Yeah, and he's he's had really good target share. I think the past few weeks he has. I mean, this makes sense to me. I mean, you know,
3: second half of last season, Ayuk was out targeting Debo, right? And now you're bringing Christian McCaffrey, who's getting you know a bunch of targets out of the backfield. And those were Debo's targets before. You know, those low dot targets, that was all Debo before. And now now it's Christian McCaffrey. So this move to, for, to trade for McCaffrey, like, hurt Debo the most. And that's what we said, you know, from the beginning when when mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey got traded to the 49ers. Like, this was going to happen. Um, and, you know, Debo gets downgraded. And I don't even have him here in the top 20. Wow. Um, I think And you're... you'll see where I have him. Like, I have him down at 30.
4: Okay, week. yeah, I was going to say, should I spoil it? Because um, he, he barely yeah. cracks the top 30 because he is yeah. 30
3: and his target share has really gone down. And on top of that, he's hurt. So, you know, listen, Kittle has a good matchup this week. You know, McCaffrey is mm-hmm. going to likely play. Ayuk has a good matchup too. And he's, he's been the target share leader. So yeah. <laughs> where does Debo fall here? He, he, he has to get it done on a catch and long run for a touchdown, or he gets a, he gets a, a you know, a run out of the backfield or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. in the red zone. But, you know he's going to have to do something miraculous for him to you know be a you know top 24 wide receiver you know yeah. um so yeah so that's why i have him so low
2: get trusty women and you men in tommy john each
5: day
1: remember it's the perfect gift to give this holiday <laughs> With over 18 million pairs sold to good boys and girls just like you, Tommy John is rearing in this softness season with a gift to those who made my nice list. You deserve a special gift of Tommy John underwear and loungewear. <laughs> One people all
2: throughout the land, Tommy John's gladly worn underwear and loungewear upon each blessed morn, making everyone to as body
1: they adorn. Get Tommy John for comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Get Tommy John. For- This holiday season, make everyone in your family that much more comfortable with the holiday gift of Tommy John underwear and loungewear. For the holidays, get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash victory. 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash victory. See site for details.
3: You know, I have Mike Evans at 21. Moved him down a ton. I moved him down at 10 spots this week.
4: Yeah, this is where he has to be you know, with the way that he's produced, the inconsistency that he's had. And the he was inconsistent to open the season. And it's okay to be inconsistent if your boom days are 30 points, 26 points, you know, like he was having. But he is now consistently bad. Like he's been under, I think, 10 PPR points past three weeks. Like it's been bad. I, I don't know what it's about. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, Chris Godwin getting a bunch of targets might explain some of it, but Mike Evans is a much better talent than this. And we haven't really seen this before with Mike Evans. This stretch. Uh, a stretch this long of bad games. So he had a good run.
3: You know, he had a good run between weeks four and, and eight where he had, uh, he had three games over 80 yards receiving. Um, But he only in that span, he only had two touchdowns. He only has three touchdowns on the year. Um, Yeah. And then lately over his last three games, five for 45 for 54 and two for 31. So they, they need to get on the same page. We don't know if Marshawn Marshall Lattimore is going to play this week or not. He started practicing last week. There's a chance that he still doesn't play. So mm-hmm. obviously, that Marshall Lattimore, you know, has been Mike Evans' kryptonite mm-hmm. over his career. Uh, so if he doesn't play, then you know you're kind of feeling better yeah. about Evans. And even if Marshall Lattimore does play, I don't know if he's going to play a full, you know, if, a full complement of snaps.
4: If I'm not mistaken, they ejected each other. They got themselves ejected <laughs> in week two. So yes, uh, I'd that, say that's not good either. No. That's not good either, because Mike Evans won't play if that happens. Yeah, no, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing that's kind of sticking out to me—you mentioned the past three weeks that he's had such low output. He's caught twelve passes, but he's been targeted twenty-six times. That's under fifty yeah. percent catch rate on those targets. That's just like, like I said, un, unprecedented. I, I don't—I never saw that coming from Mike Evans, especially with Tom Brady at quarterback. Um, I thought that was better, but I don't think we're—I don't think this is like regression or any problem with Mike Evans. It's just not going the Buccaneers' way. Not, not only for fantasy, but just this season in general. So it, it, it's been weird seeing the Buccaneers kind of fall out of relevance um, for fantasy outside, of maybe Chris Goblin, because the running backs are kind of barren. Tom Brady, he, he's low end QB2 at best right now. So yeah. I,
3: we'll see. Chris Olave at 22 against Tampa. You know, he should get his targets in this game. Um, I have. Are you starting Chris Olave or Mike Evans?
4: <sighs> They're both. Rough matchups. I, I would I would go with Chris Olave just okay. just because I trust that he'll have a role um, more than Mike Evans. There's not as much competition for targets, um, yeah, especially agreed. with Rashad White. You know, coming out of the backfield, he got a bunch of targets last week. Um, that that might also be part of it. You know, I mean, I know Mike Evans is a downfield threat, so my, Rashad White isn't going to be chip, chopping into that. But there's not any weapons outside of you know Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara on the Saints' offense.
3: The Bucks did the Bucs play on Monday night?
4: Yeah, they're the Monday they play... night game.
3: Okay, so that's why we didn't get any practice reports yesterday. I was wondering Correct. about Leonard Fournette for a second. I'm like, wait, did we hear anything? No, we didn't. Their first practice, their first official practice is today, Friday, then Saturday. Yep. Um. Okay. So I got Juju at twenty three. Um. You know, <laughs> you know, on the confidence scale, you might want to play
4: him over Mike Evans too. Honestly,
0: <laughs> uh, my, uh in, in, know, we in might a have a very good Evans matchup down. in yeah. a very good matchup against Cincinnati. You know, Juju mission. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy
5: Dot com slash taylor tay in the uk on the odyssey app thanks to republic records this is a national contest
4: who a chance to contribute
3: yeah i mean you know Cincinnati has been good against wide receivers this year you know um and you know it's one of those things that we're patching Mahomes, right and it's like yeah he's what makes things good matchups <laughs> and yep. like, i think juju can still get it done last week is juju juju was on a snap count uh he didn't run too many routes he yeah. only got a couple catches uh, but I would expect him to be,
4: you know, 100% good to go this week. Is there a negative matchup with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback? I, I just don't feel like that's really a thing. And I, I don't want to, you know, blow smoke up his as, ass too much. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. he's He deserves just, it. He's a complete game changer. Like <laughs> I, I haven't seen personally the level of play from Patrick Mahomes at such a consistent level, you know, in all of my watching of football. Even Tom Brady has—he's looked good, but he, Tom Brady wasn't like, wow, highlight real plays. You know, he was just like, good. It's like, wow, you know, this guy's really I mean, good. At what he does, you know,
3: like the days of Peyton Manning. You know, like, like I like that was for to me. Those were like the days where it was just like every single week, like holy shit, like you know, yeah. like he, he doesn't do like you know behind the back fucking passes like Patrick Mahomes does, <laughs> and like you know these like side on. It throws wasn't as shit.
4: flashy, yeah.
3: It wasn't as flashy, but like the throws that he would make, it, like unbelievable so like he was mm-hmm. probably the best arm talent that i've seen you know in you know me watching football but yeah patrick mahomes is right there yeah he's right there.
4: I, in terms of fantasy like he's just unstoppable it doesn't totally. matter and we everyone every season we come into we talked about this a little bit we come into the season saying like is it worth drafting patrick mahomes because he's a quarterback yes because he's a lock for 20 some 30 some points every week doesn't matter who the opponent is that's just what he does And then I got Michael Pittman at 24
3: uh, against Dallas. Um, He's going to see – I I don't think he gets shadowed this week.
4: Um, Trayvon Diggs hasn't shadowed hardly anybody. I mean, they don't move him around too much. I mean, they were leaving Anthony Brown in coverage against Darius Slayton, and he was getting sunned.
3: Yeah, um, I'm not sure why he's listed here as a projected shadow, but he's been on his side on 90% of – routes run against him so yeah so I doubt it but Michael Pittman does run most of his routes against Trevon Diggs so just keep that in mind but he does Mm -hmm. move around a little bit so I'm not too worried about him Um, I'm not trying to stay off of him or anything like that Um, wouldn't worry about it too much like Anthony Brown you know that their side has been giving up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks so they have been giving up a, a little bit of you know points lately so hopefully Michael Pittman can take advantage of that this week and then you got Devontae Smith at 25 uh, against Tennessee. This is a pretty good matchup for Devontae Smith. I, I know this offense, passing offense, has been quiet lately. But, you know, it's one of those situations where against Tennessee, Devontae Smith runs most of his routes on the right side and the slot. And Tennessee has been giving up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers on that right side and the ninth most in the slot uh, yeah. this year. So, you know, it, it, and I love that's why I love A.J. Brown, too, because on that left side, Tennessee's been given up the fourth most fantasy points, so I, I know this team isn't the most pass-heavy team, but yeah. against Tennessee, I feel like they might be because you know they're a very tough rush defense, and I feel like Jalen—they're going to put the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands in this game, and they're going to air it out a little bit. Yeah,
4: I mean, we've talked about the Titans how they've—I mean, they got toasted. I think it was by was it by Devontae Adams earlier in the season, or no, it wasn't Devontae Stephon Adams. Diggs. Got, yeah, Stephon Diggs. They got toasted in Week One, and then they kind of. Did that thing where they double the number one receiver on the team, you know, and they just take him out of the game. Yeah. And then they stopped last week against the Higgins. But it's interesting. I feel like they're going to be extra motivated to make sure that AJ Brown does not have a big day against them. Because remember, this is the team that traded AJ Brown, you know, because they didn't want to pay him. And now he's with the Eagles and he's like having a good season. I think Devontae Smith, because of that, you know, they might go back to that coverage, double cover AJ Brown, make sure he doesn't have a big day. Devontae Smith could be wide open. I can see um, it. Um, that could definitely know, be something I see happening.
3: Last week, the Higgins went seven, seven for one, fourteen, in a touchdown. Um, the week before that, yeah, Christian Watson getting those two touchdowns, and then uh, Alan Lazard had a decent game. Randall Cobb had a decent game. So yeah. you know, this is one of the situations where I would, I would uh, try to have wide receivers against Tennessee. You know, especially on on an offense like this and talents like this, like Devontae Smith.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: then i have josh Absolutely. palmer at 26 i'm assuming mike evans isn't playing this week so that's why i have josh palmer here mike think... williams
4: not mike evans sorry
3: oh i'm sorry <laughs> uh i'm assuming mike williams uh wouldn't isn't going to play this week he hasn't practiced yet uh we'll see what his practice supports are today and tomorrow but um i have josh palmer here palmer's been like low-key getting it done dude yeah. you know and I'm, I'm honestly surprised that he's still able to get it done now Keenan Allen didn't get a huge target share last week, and I think that's no. an anomaly. You know, we had Josh Palmer. You know, get some targets. You know, we had DeAndre Carter. I think he had double digit targets last week. Um, we I don't check, think that's yeah. going to happen <laughs> that often. <laughs> no, so sure. I, I, I would, I would, I would think that it's going to be Keenan Allen. Yeah. I would assume that Josh Palmer is going to be the guy. You know, getting targets behind him before DeAndre Carter does. So I think the targets going to be re- going to be redistributed this week. Uh especially with Mike Evans out. Mike Williams again. Mike yeah. Williams out.
4: <laughs> we had DeAndre Carter. Yeah, he did have 10 targets last week. And he caught seven of them and he did score a touchdown. So that was a good week for him. But like we said, this is going to reshuffle. Keenan Allen should get full compliment now. That might have been the test run last week to see. You know, obviously that he had been out a while, just a test run to see if he's back and a hundred percent. And you know, he passed the test of flying colors with the work that he got. Having Keenan Allen back, I think benefits Josh Palmer a ton. And that's gonna help him stay relevant these next few weeks. As long as Mike, I, I just did it. Mike Williams is out, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So Mike Williams out. I mean, and Keenan Allen in the lineup. Justin Herbert has looked like a completely different quarterback. It looks like the Justin Herbert that we've come to know. Um, and I can't say I didn't call it. I did, but um, he looks really good. And with Justin Herbert throwing very well, and the offense in very good matchup this week against the Raiders, you know, I wouldn't be keeping Josh Palmer out of my lineup if I had him. He he could have a huge game, and he did. I think it was. Through two or three weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe in the game where he wasn't supposed to have a big game, that was when Mike, Mike Williams and Keen Allen were they both back in the lineup? They were both they? active. Yeah, they um, both played. Josh Palmer
3: scored a touchdown on like the first drive of the play, like a long touchdown, on the first drive. Yeah. Uh, then Mike Williams had a catch and there was out. But then Josh Palmer just went off.
4: Yeah. After so, that. yeah, I guess maybe because now he's supposed to do well, he won't. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's, it's a it's a high scoring matchup it's again against Vegas and a good it's a good matchup too so you know it's one of the situations where you want to target the, the, these type of games um so I'm, I'm totally fine having Josh Palmer in my lineup it's a flex play wide receiver three play yeah. um, Gabe Davis I mentioned him already you know tonight New England you know he lines up on the left side most of the time he runs most of his routes from the left side um and this year Buffalo has given up the second most fantasy points uh no, I'm sorry. New England has given up the second most fantasy points to slot to that left perimeter over the last eight weeks and over the last four weeks. So it's a spot where you want to target and Gabe Davis could potentially go off because of that.
4: Yeah, we'd love to see that. 100. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Trailer breaks laughs> he's, yeah. He's had some ahead. quiet games recently. You know, he hasn't he's been more of a bust and a boom recently. So hopefully we can see him get back into the mix of things.
3: Yeah, I mean the good thing about Gabe Davis is that before this past game, you know he had a couple, you know, decent target games. You know, seven targets, yeah. ten targets. You know, so it, it's now that, that's a good sign for him. Um, right, but they yeah, clearly want to have him involved. Yeah, we would have hoped for a better game against Detroit last week, but yeah, it is what it is. Traylon Burks at twenty eight this week. Um, I think his upside is a lot higher than a lot of these guys we have around him. Uh, but you know Tennessee you just like never really know how they're going to attack, right? You yeah. never know if they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, if they're going to be running the ball a lot. If we knew that they were a balanced offense, then I think I would have Burks higher because his target share has been there. His targets per route run has been there. Um, but that's why we keep bringing up targets per route run with trailing Burks because like, you know, the, the volume isn't necessarily there for this passing offense on a consistent basis. So I think Burks, I'm not worried about the matchup. You know, in terms of Darius Slay or anything like that, because we've seen over the last couple of weeks, Philly has been giving up some decent weeks to wide receivers. Like, this is not a matchup where you're like, oh, like Darius Slay, you know, it's just going to like shut it down, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at what happened last week, Christian Watson, right? Four for 110 and a touchdown. The week before, the before, mm-hmm. week before that, Pat, Michael Pittman, six for 75, not terrible. Terry yeah. McLaurin, the week before that, eight for 128. So, You know, this isn't a matchup that that you necessarily have to stay away from for your wide receiver. So this isn't a scary
4: matchup for me if I have Traylon Burks. And Traylon Burks has looked pretty darn good these past two weeks. You know, he's healthy and he's looking like he's going to be a bigger factor in the offense moving forward. And I'm not too worried about it because he's the number one wide receiver on this offense. The only thing with Traylon Burks, you know, you assume the risk of the Titans leaning heavy into whatever they decide to do on a given day. Like you said, if they're going to run the ball, well, guess what? They're going to be running the ball. Uh, Ryan Tannehill might attempt 20 passes. And then there are days where they decide, oh, we're gonna throw the ball. And then now suddenly Ryan Tannehill's getting closer to 40 passes. It's like it makes no sense. Um if it's just an off day, you're gonna have that issue. I think for that reason, I would keep him under Gabe Davis right now because Gabe Davis is like just about the same thing, but he's on better offense.
3: So and he and he has a much better matchup too.
4: Yeah, the matchup too also does that, even though New England. New England's tough, but when you look deeper into it, on the surface, New England's a tough matchup. Look deeper into it. Like you said, it's not that bad a matchup. So I would keep Traylon Burks here, but the upside is definitely there against Philly, especially. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to get into garbage time, but if they get into any type of situation where they're in a negative game script, you know, they're they're going to be throwing the ball. Traylon Burks is going to be the guy catching it.
3: If uh, Richie James can go 5-41 for and a touchdown out of the slot against Dallas like he did last week, I think Paris Campbell can do so as well <laughs> assuming they
4: throw him the ball right
3: yeah <laughs> because that, that uh, they I,
4: did not do last week
3: no they did not and i have them at 29 that's a little bit of a downgrade for paris campbell because of what we saw last week and it was super I, I was wondering why they weren't passing the ball you know yeah uh against the steelers the last two weeks the Steelers have been shut down against the slot tyler boyd paris campbell they've both been shut down pretty much um so you know maybe their the Steelers are doing something different because they know that wasn't one of their vulnerabilities but paris campbell I still think he's a solid wide receiver three this week. We've seen most games with Matt Ryan where he's being peppered, you know, so I I would, that's why I have him over Debo, who I have a 30, because I think there's a higher chance that Paris Campbell gets a high target share, uh, gets a bunch of receptions. And, you know, and honestly Paris Campbell had those three games with those three touchdowns. um, But Debo probably has a better chance of scoring. So if you're in a standard league, you know, I'd probably go Debo. If you're in a PPR league, I'll probably go Paris.
4: Yeah, Paris Campbell makes sense. I bet on Paris Campbell's receiving work out touching, you know, Debo Samuel's wide back yeah. work every week, at least at this point, you know, moving forward. Um, unless something drastic changes, like maybe Brandon Ayuk gets hurt. I'm not going to hope for that. But unless something like that happens where Debo Samuel is in line for more work, you know, he's going to be suffering from the effects of Christian McCaffrey being traded. And we talked about that. But Paris Campbell, he can definitely get it done. Like I said, especially if, you know, Matt Ryan throws the ball to him. We've seen he does good things. We just need Matt Ryan to throw him the ball. The only thing that concerns me is that the pass game might be, you know, shaky at best because of the pass rush. We talked about Matt Ryan being slow moving in the pocket, and um, Dallas has a pretty good pass rush. So we'll see how that adds up. But maybe if they get into garbage time, you know, Paris Campbell could do some things. Um, yeah. The
3: hope is that, you know, because of that pass rush, they realize that Paris Campbell is their wide receiver that they should throw to because he runs yeah, those short routes, those quick so, out,
4: quick in. So, yeah.
3: Exactly. Like, that's, that's what Paris Campbell does best. So hopefully yeah. they, they realize that.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.